Welcome to the Social Fishing Podcast. My name is Reese Creed. I'm a passionate angler and I want to share as much as I can about the sport we all love. On this podcast, we speak to incredible anglers, sharing a wealth of priceless knowledge, all to help you reach your fishing dreams. Thanks for joining us today. Now let's begin. Welcome to the 43rd episode of the Social Fishing Podcast. Now, I am super excited to share this episode with you, and it is very different to all of our standard interviews and episodes that we put forward. Now, this one, if you have been following us since the very start of all our podcasts, you will know what is in store for this episode because we did one just like this last year on our trip to Windermere in 2019. It was more of a casual chat amongst a group of mates who are up there fishing the lake and it was extremely popular so we decided to do it again this year. This year we have a different panel, different group of anglers and different scenarios but we have so much to share and it's a super exciting little chat that we have sitting around the campfire. Now returning this year is Meso, myself and Murray. And two new additions we have is Dino. He's fished with Murray quite a lot. Both of them fish together all the time and it was great to have him on board and finally meet him. And we also have Murray's old man, Glenn Stewart. Very, very well known in the fishing industry and it was great to not only meet him but have him in on this episode. It was an incredible trip and the chat is even more exciting. So that's enough from me, guys. I'm not going to talk any more. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode from our Windermere trip 2020. May so we're back, mate. We're back. It's Windermere 2.0 or Windermere 2020, and it's uh, returning this year is Meso. Yes. You've had a good trip. I have. Yeah. Oh, well, not yeah, as good as last year. Not as good year. as last year, but it was hard, hard to beat. I suppose coming here after your last yeah. year's season, and we've also got the big man Muzz. Hey. Good to see you again, big fella. Cheers, man. It's good to have you back. Uh, we're back at your home turf, which you are loving heaps and smashing plenty of fish from. Oh yeah. You've been busy. Steeps. You've been a real busy boy, haven't you, lately? Yeah, I've been um, starting a new job now, guide full time uh, for work. Um, starting to do a lot on the trout. Probably will pick up a few on the yellows. Um, but yeah, early days. We'll see how it all turns out. Yeah, yeah. And we also have uh, two new additions. We have Dino. Good to have you, mate. Glad to be here. Yeah, and with this is the first uh, Mason I've met, so yeah. it's good. Uh, it's good to be introduced to new people through fishing, and that's. Pretty well uh, what fishing's all about, really, uh, meeting new people. So Dino had a good day, didn't you? Yeah, no, it went, didn't go too bad. I think I got five or six fish for the day, which is all right. Yeah, yeah. and we also have the big man himself, Glenn. Mate, it's good to finally meet you. We've uh, we've been wanting to tee up a podcast, just the two of us, but uh, this will be a good introduction, a good chat. But it's good to meet and it's good to have you here. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, good day on the water today and just uh, good to run into a few few people that I haven't met before and and um, yeah just share a bit of information and yeah it's just just nice to be here yeah no it's good to have you and we're all sitting around a campfire it's looking good now what's missing big fella big Mitch I reckon yeah last yeah. year it was the triple M it was Muzz yeah. Mitch and Mesa and you're, you're missing your buddy I know now it's just two big M's <laughs> Better M's. Now, I just want to mention one thing before we do get into this if you guys go back um, we might reference last year a little bit and last year was, um, what did we do? We had, there was four, the four of us? Yeah, four of us, and we had Mitchell here yeah. as well. So we'll reference it a bit, but it is podcast. It's earlier. It was one of our earlier podcasts. I'm pretty sure it's episode 11 off the top of my head. If not, it's 10 or 12. But go back and have a look 
uh, at one episode. One of the best ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go back and have a listen to that one because that was really good. And it, it, we chatted about heaps and heaps of different stuff, but it was a good casual chat. And if you do listen to it, just listen towards the end of it. At the very end, we sort of finish it going, how good was Windermere? You can't miss it. And I remember Mitchell, and I'm pretty sure this is pretty close to a quote. He said, yeah, you can't, you can't not come and fish Windermere. <laughs> <laughs> and where is he? Not here at home working. He's a hopeless, isn't he? No, he's missed out. So, Meso, uh, we also, you also had a mate here. Yeah, big Fletch. Well, he was the one last year that we spoke about. He was meant to come but pulled out last minute. And then after we caught all those fish last year, he said, there's no way I'm missing out on it again. <laughs> so he made the trip up. and. So tell us about the start. We'll go back to the start um, of this entire trip. Friday night. Yeah, so tell I us, think... you we, we do this every year, you come up with Fletch. So Yeah, so Friday night we left, but I didn't have a sounder. And you were kind enough to... Um, now, if we just, I just want to bring it up. You didn't have a sound though, 12 months ago, and your excuse 12 months ago was you just bought the boat and you had to register it. If you listen to the boat, you had to yeah, register it the sure. day you left. I had and to pay, like, yes, on Thursday, I had to pay the rego. Because it was 12 months. Because it was 12 months. And you said, oh, I've got to, yeah, I didn't have a sound, I just bought the boat, just register, yeah. I just don't have a sounder. And what have you been doing for 360 oh, mile days? He's got all these priorities yeah. wrong, yeah. yeah, well and truly. So anyway, tell us about the story, the lead up, heading up here. Yeah, so we picked the dates, obviously. Tried to keep it the same as last year. Well, it just worked out well, and then um, Mitch couldn't come, so. But Fletch could, and then we had no sounder, and you were like, oh, you can come Friday night and use my nine inch and wire that up. So, so we, I think we got to yours at about 6.30. Yeah. And, and then wired that up for an hour and a half or didn't leave Tumut till eight. <laughs> and then drove in the gates and at one o'clock, I reckon, dead on one. One o'clock. No. <laughs> Nothing yeah, right. like flying by the seat of your pants. Yeah. Yeah. You're hopeless. Five o'clock. Uh, and then we were up at five, 5.30. And you were here, you were on the water. Um, now you were on the water the same day, Muzz. Saturday. 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 So that was your Saturday, first day. Yeah, yeah. So there were very two contradiction, yeah. sort of contradictory sort of sessions, one on the bank, one in the boat. How was your day? Oh, yeah, tough. <laughs> Say least. No, we only got three and had plenty other boats there to compete with, I suppose. Feels like the first day from last year, eh? Yeah, you come back picking mother's brain. And then how was your day? Uh, my day on the bank was absolutely exceptional. We, um, oh, I finished with eight fish and... Um, yeah, I don't think I even missed a hook set on a fish. Um, sight cast to half of them, two over 60. Just bank walking? Yeah, bank walking. Caught fish from under people's boats. And it you was, could see them? Yep, it was just phenomenal. Like I felt like I couldn't put a foot wrong. And you talked to blokes that were out here who were struggling as well? Yep, I, even afterwards I had blokes asking me like, oh, you know, we really struggled that day. What were you doing? How, how were you fishing? And I was... I was like, I don't know how you couldn't have caught a fish. They were really on that day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was just a, a big change. A lot of boys were fishing on the outside edges of weed beds um, and fishing a lot deeper. Um, and obviously fishing from the bank, it limits that ability to fish the outside edge. So I was mainly targeting visible fish within that first three metres of water um, and really sort of hammering the inside edge of the weed beds. And that just yeah. so happened to be where those active fish were on the day. And you got them too. Yeah. 
That's so good. That's so Ooh, sh- pretty bloody gels. <laughs> <laughs> and you thought that you were doing something wrong. And well, sort of, yeah. sort of to another bit of a backtrack as well. I spent the last two days before coming here, or not two days, a day at Burundong, just finishing off yeah. some of the maps. And I said to him after, well, we went to Burundong. Yeah. We'll touch on it because it's another fishery that's incredible. We went there. We got twelve fish, and we didn't fish all that much. A couple of hours each uh, day, really. Pretty much barely fished, and I mean, between making the maps and that, I only got probably 10 minutes at each location to throw a lure around. You got um, hits on every point. Yeah, the first day it was every single spot we pulled up on, I missed a fish or at least got one. But, yeah, they were on the chew there too. It was bottle at the time it was as good if not better than Windermere. So. Yeah, it was. It was incredible. Well, because you were telling us to go. To go yeah. to Burundong because Windermere is a very, for, for those of you guys who don't know, Windermere is a very popular, very popular fishery. Uh, and this was, this is kind of right now, is. Dino, you'd reckon it's like it's proper when people start visiting the lake now, hey? It's like when you start to see the boats flock oh, to the lake. Yeah, and... back a few years ago, like there wouldn't have been many boats on the water at all at this time of the year. Yeah. Going back, you know, like four or five years ago, and these days, like, 1st of September comes around and it's loaded with people. Yeah, especially on a weekend. Yeah, and then, yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, very, very the, popular. The weekend just <laughs> gone, the there was at least 40 to 50 boats on the boat ramp, like all trailers pulled up. It was chockers with people. And that's what yeah. it was on Saturday? Yeah, of say? course. Yeah. When we rocked up, Friday, oh, not that we saw, but when we were driving, um, putting the boat in Saturday morning, the bank was just littered <laughs> with campers everywhere. Yeah, and so we told you you should go fish yeah. Burundong. You got three the first day here, but you stuck it out, and Sunday, you guys turned yeah, it right around, you, got you and Fletcher. Big Fletch got 10, and when I got five, yeah, we ended up 15. So you, yeah, and you guys turned it right around turned and caught some cracking fish, yeah, eh? Yeah, uh, Fletch got 60 was the biggest, I think. So this, you're getting so some quality good. fish. Yeah, so, so well and truly the trip has been a cracker. And do you reckon, Glenn, you've got that much experience. Do you reckon the weather plays a huge impact on sort of when those fish will bite or what's your experience like at this time of year if we had have unlocked if we had had poor weather or the wrong lead up or something could it have been a totally different sort oh of yeah 100 percent, yeah for sure those um the first warming trend and second warming trend they're probably uh two peak times that that you should probably try to get here um so i mean they can be at different times obviously um, sometimes you might get your first warming trend late August, early September. Really? And then at other times it might not be till late September, early October. But if you can time your run to that uh, first or second warming trend and you get that big influx of, of uh, fish onto the bank yeah. and you're sort of the first guys there, that's when it can really turn it on. Yeah, right. So what's a warming What's a warming trend? Like... Uh, Four when you days that, of yeah, so you get you know four or five days of of nice warm weather. So you get that jump from fifteen degrees. To yeah, yeah. You might 20. be low. You might be tens, elevens, and twelves, and then you get a jump to sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and you get that for four or five days. Yeah, that's when there's a push to the bank. And it, they move pretty quick, don't they? Within mm. within a week. Yeah, yeah, week to a fortnight. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. So, and tell us about your days, Dino and Glenn. Muzz, you guys rocked up, um, and I'll go back and talk about when I got here. I got here the day before. I got here yesterday afternoon. Mason and Fletch had been here since Saturday. So tonight is, what is tonight? 
third. No. Today's no. is it Tuesday? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's how, Tuesday. Good, how good what is it? It's good. Yeah. It's Tuesday. So we've been here four nights. You have, yeah. So you and Fletcher, I got here yesterday, so I got here Monday lunch. Uh, and then you three rocked up last night late. So tell us about your day. How how did it go down? Quite successful. Yeah, today. Yeah, well, we come across a lot of fish. Um, I suppose we what we we joined up with you guys straight off the bat. Yeah. Um, Dino picked up a nice one pretty early on. Yeah, how long? How, 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 what did it go? Oh, it was like probably fifty centimeters. We didn't measure yeah. it. It was a nice fish. Just average windermere yeah. fish. Yeah. Yeah, then I suppose then we we pretty much we slugged it out of it, didn't we? We we pulled one more of yeah. a deep point, um, worked another good bank for a long time for not much, and then we actually found a school of fish and got a double hookup. Um, just like that. Yep, just yeah. smack bang. When we caught them, school we seemed and... to yeah. When we seemed to get one, we usually got like three or four. Yeah, it wasn't just like spread out along along the whole like morning session. Yeah, so they was, come and go. Yeah. So if, if someone's coming to fish Windermere, and we talked about it last year, hey, we just we talked about it and we, we shared we shared things with people listening, because obviously Windermere is on a bucket list of a lot of anglers. I know a lot of people coming here, say October long weekend, and, and it will be busy. There will be a lot of boats if you come on the weekend. What's and I'm happy for anyone to jump in at all, even Meso, because you're such a local <laughs> in this place. But you three more specifically, what's something that you can share with people, and more so this year, because she is a completely different dam out there with this weed, and can you just go into detail about the weed what it's like and how people should fish this place i'm happy for any of you to jump in yeah it's it you're right it definitely has changed um from last year i mean there was nowhere near as much um slop and slime i guess is um not yeah um so there's definitely been an increase in that so it definitely makes it a little bit harder to fish along the edge um, and you've got to sort of try and probably keep your lures up off the bottom a little bit where that where that stuff is, and then as you edge out uh, into deeper water, then you let it go back to the bottom. Right. Well, I mean, this time last year there was literally no other weed. Um, I think we found one small patch, which on, is as big as this esky. In yeah, front of it's us. as big as the esky. When, yep. when by summer last year, January, February, there was really well-developed weed beds. Yeah. We were here in September last year. By January, February, there was really well-developed weed beds. And that actually stayed very similar all winter. Yep. The weed didn't didn't shrink, didn't bugger off. It just stayed pretty fluent, pretty steady. It was a really well-defined edge. And now we've had a bit of water in late winter, early spring. The dams come up maybe a foot, foot and a half. And that weed's still there. So it's yep. a completely different fishery to last year. Yeah. But... It's pushing fish into predictable areas and, you know, you just got to, you know, approach it differently to how we did last year. Yeah, right. So so if you were to fish it, because even we were getting fish, yeah. Fletcher was fishing on the... So this is... Oh, sorry. I just bumped all that gear. Um, it, it's, it's, when you get out here, you'll listen to this podcast. You'll listen to us talk. You'll watch the videos. We've got heaps of content inside all sorts of stuff on our site. But... Even then, you guys were sitting on. There's a ch- some some banks. There's a channel on the inside of the weed. Hey, may say on yeah, some well, banks. Other banks is not. Other banks it's just thick of weed, and other banks have weed from the edge down, and you can fish outside it. But you got most of your fish in what depth? Well, three, maybe less. And you're three meters. And you were on the inside so of the got weed. Got a lot of them, yeah. Well, because Murray, the first day after we spoke to him, we spoke to. Right, like you, because you'd spoken to Marion and you said that he got him on the inside. Because he was fishing the bank. Yeah. We kind of, I don't know, I suppose we went to the 
because the weed section is like can be a couple meters wide it's not yeah it doesn't go for ages so i know we might have gone over the top of the weed and fletch seemed to fish that inside channel yeah and he just seemed to pick them up and would see them cruising <clears throat> through that channel so which from a like going back to what murray said earlier on about you know being on the bank from a historical perspective and i can speak about this cause yeah I'm, none of us can a shit mate <laughs> older than you guys said a few um, more sunday roasts you'd turn up here your boat was just a, a means of transport to get from one bank to the next yeah it's really and you would fish that inside edge of the weed bed um so yeah i mean that's from a historical perspective that's what you what you're seeing now in some instances with that inside edge of the weed bed yeah it's very similar to back in those days back in the, and i was talking about this with you i was sitting around the fire that's also what that noise is in the background and um, we've got this nice campfire going so hopefully it's given some good ambience to the podcast <laughs> but we were talking about you used to get out and walk but you didn't have that slimy snot no, back in the day no. so it was a lot easier to you know bounce your hard bodies through fish them through the weed whereas now if someone was to come would you actually recommend getting out and walking or you recommend sitting in the boat and no, fishing I, no i definitely reckon it's still yep. worthwhile getting out and walking the bank for sure well murray's I mean, proved, murray's proved it, that yeah, there, the other day with those eight fish off the bank it's just a matter of probably you know just watching your choice sort of really yeah yeah instead of hard you just approach it differently yeah you know yeah. you don't stick yourself in the you know, like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm fishing from the boat, I need to do this and that. Yeah. The other, you fish from the bank, you go, all right, well, I need to do differently to that. I need to fish it differently and find results differently. So what's the, like, uh, what kind of lure would you use? Okay, so for example, out of the boat, right, yeah. a couple of key lures that work, uh, any soft vibes, lipless crankbait, sort of soft yeah. and rubber, like one, you know, like the Trans Am. Fish, fish traps, traps. Yeah, I got a couple of them. Those things. Or soft plastics. Soft plastic seems to be killing it. Yeah, I think it. they went all right. <laughs> <laughs> Just all right, yeah, mate. So, all right. so soft plastics have been working really well. But we're using, I'm getting, I've been using a quarter ounce jig head with a size one hook. Uh, Fletch caught a lot more fish than... Yeah, we've been using mm, that. The like, eighth of an ounce. Yeah, I think it was half the... Oh, half, all right. Yeah. The painted black ones. Yeah. That, yeah. So you're using painted mm, ones. So this yeah. is today. This is no joke today. So what did Fletcher catch? The first day he caught one. And he I think one. you said you need to catch one the first day because you caught one, yeah, like, caught one last year. First day and you just smashed us all for the rest yeah. of the trip. So Fletcher caught, caught one. one and then, then he caught, caught 10. 10. Then he caught 12. And then he fished half a day today and got seven. Yeah. And he's proper out fishing all of us. And we're standing in the same boat next to him, yep. doing the same thing. But I'm using a quarter, and, and the one thing I noticed today is I only caught one fish. You got seven, got seven. and he got seven in half yep. a day. I got one fish. Makes me sound like a cracker or an angler. Yeah. But I'm using a quarter ounce, but it's silver, like a normal lead yep. colour, and you guys are using black painted heads yep. in eighth of an ounce. Yeah. And inside the weed, I think on that the was inside your difference. Of the weed. Mm. I yeah. kept telling you, and you didn't want to change. Well, I just wanted to see. <laughs> I just wanted to see what happened because the day before, I got five fish, yeah. and and you got four. Yeah. So it, it, it's hard to toss up. But if you were fishing the outside of the weed in four and a half or so meters, now this weed, I think it, fish are either either though. Like, yeah, they're either sides of the. They are, side but outside the active ones are. Yeah. Outside, you're probably better off using the slightly heavier jig yeah. head. Whereas you guys on the inside, I think. Fletcher, when we said, right, there's snot and weed there, he's like, I don't care. He still fished over the weed with an eighth of an ounce because I think it just sat on top of it. 
didn't and he, sink through yeah. the film no, sort of. It didn't sink through the weed. Yeah, was, right. And he was oh, fishing. I still it. seem to get some. Yeah, well, you I think do. his lure was just. He was something special. He just had the stink. <laughs> yeah, he did. The stink. And if any of you guys don't know, well, that's just what we call it. You guys might call it something. But the stink is just the person who has the stink, catches all the fish on the trip. Mesa was lucky enough to have it last year. Murray was close behind if he didn't have to leave for a hockey grand final <laughs> and that, he, that, he, that he had to head to. Um, but, yeah, Fletcher had it this year and just caught that many fish. Mm. But the weed... If you'd have come here, the weed, and it's still, every bank we pull up to, you just don't know what it's going to be like. Like, yeah, did yes. you guys find that too? Like, some banks, it could be well-defined, and when it was well-defined and you fished either side, the fishing was really good. But when you found a bank that it was real spread out on, it could take you a while to get in rhythm, is that? Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, you just got to adjust accordingly, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we found all three sorts of banks today. We found, well, just this afternoon, we found an edge that had literally no weed, no snot yeah. on it. And we found fish. Um, we actually found a school. We'll probably hit them again tomorrow. But And then this morning we were fished in, fishing an edge that had a really well-defined inside edge and a well-defined outside edge. Yeah. You know, we caught fish there too, saw a lot. Yeah. And then we had we caught fish off a point that was just scattered patchy weed as well. So, like, there's fish everywhere. But like you said, there's just different areas with different weed growth. Um, and it just changes bank to bank. Yeah. And it's more the fact that if you can't work out where it is, you just keep, your casts are wasted. You just get snot or weed. And Which happened to us this afternoon. This afternoon. Mm. So we've been here, we've been catching a lot of fish, and then this afternoon we picked two wrong banks for yep. the last hour and a half, and it just didn't happen, no. did it? Didn't feel in the zone. No, exactly, no. and you guys found fish. Well, mm. you you're right at the end there, you moved spot, and what did you find? Two. Yeah, we found two in two casts. Yeah. Double hook up, so. And the, the fish are there, so do you... And how hard would you fish a bank? Because sometimes, like a Burundong, we were fishing points quick. And I know you talked yeah. about that here. And last year, we did that quick here because there was no weed. So we could pick a point where we know they'd be schooled, fish yeah. it. If they're not there, move. But today, did you spend more time to work an area thoroughly or um, do you mix it up? Or I wouldn't say we fished overly quick. Um, like, last year? Well, fished... Last year, we fished a little bit quick. Um, yeah. But I suppose come late October... Um, last year we was like picking areas where they were coming through and schooling and we would just sit and sit in one know, spot sit in one spot and wait for fish to come through like because we knew they were there we knew they were going to come through at some point when like yeah last year we we fished quick on the points in september um found fish it was pretty successful we just swapped and changed till we found active fish um and this year i mean yeah like i said we haven't fished that quick i don't think yeah. um Probably, yeah, just an intermediate speed, really. Like, we're not going fast, but we're not fishing slow either. So. Yeah. We found, um, like, the banks that we knew fish were on, or numbers of that we'd seen, we'd fish it once and then turn around and go back and do it again. And I think every time we did that, we got fish. I know we did a bank three times. Yeah. And we and got a fish from it every time. Just because yeah. I think the fish were just swimming up and down and... Well, and then well, one thing I, just everywhere, but. yeah, exactly. And one thing I mentioned to you this afternoon was when you actually work out a bank, you fish it once, yeah. you work out where the weed was coming out off the point, or where it stopped, or where the depth was. But and then decide when we fished it today because we knew where it was yesterday. We knew exactly what depth to be in on that bank and where the actual weed was and where we could cast parallel. And when you knew you're putting it in the right spot, you're on. I got out and went bank walk today, right? And I was standing up high on a rock, and this was with Fletch, and I was standing up high, and I walked in front of you guys, and you guys were casting parallel, 
and I said, there's a big boulder yeah, here. I said, there's a big that. rock that's dropping down, boys. I said, cast, and I cast my fly out, and I said, it landed a bit short, but I said, Fletch, cast a foot that way. And the reason I told him is because on the bank, we were casting parallel, but this rock was really close to the edge, and there was no weed, so he could actually allow his lure to get closer, but he wouldn't have known the rock was there. I said, cast it there, it, yeah. and he did, and it dropped two hops, bang, he was on. Cod. And it was actually a cod, not, not the target species, but it's still where... Yellows yeah. would hold. Well, and we actually seen the yellows there. Well, we called a yellow light yeah, just after that. Up. But yeah, we did see free, free swimming yellows. Yeah, so it's there. kind of like if you know your spot really well, and this doesn't just go for yellows, eh? it goes for cod in the winter time. If you really know the bank you're working, and here it's more about knowing where that sort of weed is and trying to figure out that edge. So if people are coming in the next month, what, what do you reckon? What do you reckon is the go-to tip just to move around? Yep. The other thing probably worth mentioning, Reese, is the amount of pressure the yep. lake gets in this day this day and age and adjusting to that pressure. Mm. So if you're out on the water and you're fishing a bank, just keep an eye on a you know, a certain stretch of bank that looks okay and just take in how many boats go in there, has it had a spell? Yep. And then they're usually good banks to fish. If you give them rest, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Need rest. if they haven't had pressure for a little while, they're good banks to fish. And you mean rest as in twenty four hours, or like oh, no, three like or four hours? Three or four hours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, you're not going to be watching it the whole yeah, time. Exactly. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just the amount of pressure this lake gets now, you just really got to have in the back of your mind how do I adjust yep. what I'm doing according to the pressure that it's getting. And that goes down to Fishing style, retrieve style, yeah, lures. Yeah, so if you, lures. If you hop in your boat here them. and go for a run down the bank, uh, run down the lake. I mean, we all know what looks like a good yellow belly spot or a good cod spot. If if it's plain to see, from your point of view, like going down the lake, it's probably not a good place to go and fish. Yeah. Because of the pressure that this lake gets. Yeah. You're better off going to somewhere that doesn't look, you know, fantastic. Shit hot. Mm. Yeah. And there's going to be fish there, and they'll have had less pressure. We found that, didn't we? With that bay that's produced that, bay, yes. that many fish for us, it looks boring. We know. Well, we don't realise that it goes in for goes in more than what you like. How you got the two? So you got the two part fingers. of bay, yeah, and then there's two fingers to it. Yeah. And you from, can't see it; it just looks like one bay from there. And from the middle of the lake, it looks. Meh, you know what I mean? It doesn't mm, look, look, and we didn't see anyone fish it. Yeah, everyone's just looking for that point. Big rocky banks, all the off. sort of spots that stand out, they cut the most pressure. Yeah. They do, yeah. Another good option is like getting around on your sounder and looking for like sunken islands and bits of broken up rock that's just on a bare bank that like people would just drive past. But what's underwater is what's important there. Yep. There's a lot of that, eh? Offshore, Offshore stuff, yeah. pretty much. Like, you know, like you don't really see it unless you're like looking for it. Yep. Like there are a lot of spots like that. That's, Especially that's, that's, now. How you, that's how you know you're a ledge fisherman. Yeah, that's what we call them, ledge fishermen. Ledge. Ledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an American thing. But yeah, yeah, stuff like that works real well when, like, especially in comms, yeah. when like all the general spots are getting a fairly good hiding. Like, yeah. if you like come out here early in the season and you just sound around the dam. And you look for especially like, now that it's low. Yeah, and you look for spots, and even even like when the water comes up and down, like you're just looking around and seeing bits of rock up on up on the bank, and then when the water comes up, yeah, and the water floods over the top of that, 
um, yeah, that spots like that work well. That's, that's, that's why that's why Glenn's so good here because he's knows he knows he knows all the knows all the bits of rock that laying yeah, around these All that secondary and, and third third sort of stuff that yeah, he's like oh, people I'm pretty don't sure, see. Pretty sure there's a bit of sunken rock under here. Yeah, a couple of years ago, but yeah. Hope you're enjoying this episode so far and I just want to take a really quick break to talk to you about the trip report that we have put together for Windermere. Now we are talking about the trip now and since then I've been home, we finished our trip, we learned a lot of lessons, uh, we caught fish on different techniques in different parts of the dams and using a range of different lures. Now at Social Fishing what we are all about is helping you guys get out in the water and catch more fish and what we've done is put together a report from the trip. So basically everything we learned, the story, how it all went down, what lures, techniques work because it did take us some time to work out how the fish were feeding. As, I, as we talked about at the start, Mason and Fletcher fished a full day and caught three fish. Murray by himself for half a day without a boat caught eight fish and it's because Murray knew where the fish were and knew where they were feeding. Murray called me that night, I had a chat to him, he told me what was working. I then called Meso and Fletcher and they said they only caught three and I said, what were you doing? Murray was smashing them. So then I told him what Murray was doing. The next day, the two of them went out and caught 15 fish between them. They went from three fish to 15. It was a massive, massive jump, all because they changed their technique. When I talked to him that night, he said, yep, we changed exactly what we did. We said what you said Murray was doing and he caught fish. And that is what we're all about is helping you guys and giving you guys the information and the tools to get out there and achieve those results because knowing what to do will get you the results. It's not all the gear and all the stuff you've got. It's knowing exactly what to do. So what we've done is we've put together a trip report on Windermere. So it's called the Windermere Trip Report and it basically, it's it's, it's an in-depth report on what I did, what we did, what we learned, all the different techniques, how we caught fish and even some of the key areas and spots that we caught fish. That is available on the Social Fishing website. If you go to socialfishing.com.au, scroll down and look at the latest content and you will see there there's a thumbnail on the website that has the Windermere trip report so if you're planning to fish Windermere this spring I highly recommend you check out that trip report now let's get back to the episode so what's your thoughts and last year it was 100% the rock what's your thoughts on now there's that much weed does the rock even matter like because it's all covered like What's your thoughts? Uh, no, there's still rock there that's not covered. If you get prominent points in Windermere that get uh, wind and wave action over them all the time, they'll tend to be a little bit clearer, like cleaner on the bottom. Because they're getting that wave action over them all the time, they wash clean. Yep. And they they can be good spots. Um, yeah, no, rock's still pretty important because it hides all sorts of little critters, yabbies and stuff like that. So, yeah, still pretty important. I suppose if you get those those big rocky points very hard bottom you get that that patchy clumpy weed you get those little avenues between weed towers and you quite often see it walk in the bank i'm just saying this i really love visual fishing for yellows but you see those really rocky hard bottom points and the patchy weed and the yellows will actually cruise in amongst all those little channels yep. um, and you just cast your lures between those channels and work every single avenue you can and yep. you're going to pick up fish left right and center yeah, that's just where they are. That's where they're feeding, where they're hiding. That's where the warmer water is. That weed will actually insulate the water, and it might be one or two degrees warmer in amongst that weed. Yeah, right. Okay. And you love getting out, don't you? Oh, you got out to the bay, the sabi. Yeah. Love it. 
He got out. But he got results. Got results as well. He yeah. did, and he got out. And 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 Meso's sitting there, and he goes, "Geez, he's got commentating for us." <laughs> <laughs> you could hear every little word. He's like, "Oh, there's a fish. It turned. It looks yeah. like, no, it's not he, looking at he it." He let you know. Yeah, because Meso's it. like, "He's commentating for us," and we were Meso and I were on the other side of the bay, so we were nowhere near him. But because the sound was carrying heaps, and um, yeah, we heard everything and. Heard the heard the, it felt like I was there watching yeah. when he ate it because we could just hear it. <laughs> Probably this is, hear me going this is on the about biggest shoulder belly I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, are... actually no. Oh, it's, oh. It's, it's, well, how about you it, catch it? It was a proper <laughs> fish though. That thing was huge. That had shoulders on it for sure. Uh, uh, it was a good one. That's good. Yeah, no, that um, and yeah, and, and you like it because it's visual. It's a place where you yeah. can actually get out and yeah. see what's going it's, on. It's how like, many fish do you see? Oh, I would have easily seen two dozen today, just cruising the edges, if not more, like while we're out in the boat. Yeah, we've but seen a few out in the boat. We got a cool eat today, all three of us on the boat Which watching Reese. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell Reese us about that. only fish. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that Throwing race. I appreciate <laughs> it, mate. I appreciate right. it. I owe you for that. Yeah, right. Tell me about that well, eat. Well, we're going into that, that bay we fished a couple of times. And we're just cruising along, fishing, fishing the edge. And when it's glassy, you can see. And the water was crystal clear. And this fish was probably sitting in a metre of water. Up in the snot. Yeah, up in a couple hundred underneath the next to the snot. Just heading to the bank. And we come in to the side of it. And we're all just standing there. We spotted it. We all just got up to the bow of the boat. And I cast, yeah, and, and my cast, first and cast hit the snot. And then I was like, oh, Fletcher, you have a cast. And you're and like, no, like, no, 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 because I've spotted it. I'm yeah. cast it. And I was like, I haven't caught a fish yet. <laughs> and I'm lucky I did get to cast yeah. it back, because I would have been, I would have done it otherwise. Sounds like there was a few elbows getting <laughs> around. Yeah, and I'm like, no, nah, let me have another go. Yeah. And then the next cast hit the snot again, but lucky I ripped it through, and Fletcher's like, oh, you got the weed off, you got the weed off. And it just fell down, and we're using soft plastic grubs. And it just fell down, and I just went twitch, twitch, twitch on its head, and, it and let it sink again. And it just went turn, suck, and Mesa, and I struck. <laughs> and Mesa thought it was the best thing ever, and he'd given us cuddles <laughs> up the front. Cuddly <laughs> bear. I'd only just hooked the thing, and he's, he's, he's cuddling us all, and he's like, "You got him! You got well, him!" I think we talked about Fletch and I on the trip up, and just talked about it previously, just how good it'd be to sight fish one, and we've yeah. seen plenty of them, but couldn't get them to eat, and then finally. It all happened. That was cool. And then I got another one sight fished and I lost yeah, it on what fly. To that? Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. I got one to eat on fly, which would have been watch some the pinnacle. Not, to, not tutorials. <laughs> <laughs> something you know, not tutorials. I, thought, I don't know what happened there. So yeah, that fish, that fish got away. But yeah, you're right, mate. So it is the pinnacle watching one yeah. eat it. Like it's so good. I think that makes it equal to four. And you fish. saw one eat at the Sarvo too. Yeah, well, we got one actually with Fletch. The Sunday, I think, got one to eat because we could actually see one sitting just behind a rock or just off the bank a bit. So I cast cast in front of that, like 10 metres, and I was cranking it back to get to that fish, and the next minute, behind the grub, this other one come flying out and smacked smack the grub and hooked up to that. And it's then today, today, we will cast in, and I thought I was going to get tangled in the snot, so I was cranking it back, and then as I was cranking it back, a yellow rod at the boat. Smashed it. Smashed we got it, it all on yeah, video on too. Camera. We got a lot on camera yeah. too. It's going to be really cool. We're going to have some good footage. Dino, tell us about the technique and more so the, the, the style of fishing we're doing. Like it's There's a lot of different ways you can fish. You can slow mm, roll, you yeah. can burn and kill, and, and one month might fish better to another month. 
Yeah. But it's it's pretty well a hopping sort of technique, but with a bit of shake, isn't it? Yeah, it's sort of like, the way I sort of do it, it's a bit of a whip, really. So, like, you're sort of shaking it, but you're just sort of shaking it on slack line, so it's sort of yep. whipping. But everyone else has their ways of doing it, and they all sort of work. Like, you know, I know Glenn does it a little bit different to how me and Murray do it, and everyone, like, does it a bit different. But, um, yeah, it's... it's Bit of a bit of a shake up, and you get it up high in the water column, and then you just let it drift down, and they usually just nip it as it's yeah, get that as tick. it's falling. That yeah. tick. That's what I was going to tell me about that drop. We were talking about it when we were cooking dinner. It's it's just pendulum. Really, yeah, every fish pendulum. You let, yeah, you sort of like you let it pendulum down, so it sinks down a little bit slower on a semi-tight line. Yeah, and like yeah, you just get that nip, and you can almost confidently set the hook and know that they've got it. Like most of the time, they've got it. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's a great feeling. Even as it's sinking, like that pendulum swing at the top of the lift, if you keep a high rod and just do a couple of slight turns of the reel, yeah. you keep tension, and that slight turn uptake line will actually hold that lure Sinks in. It even slower. In that sort of first meter or two, you've lifted up for longer, and yeah. it actually hangs it in their face longer. And you get so many fish doing that. That's something that we've found pretty important, like this season, is uh, how quick your lure is sinking like we found that like the slower that your lure is sinking um the better it is so i've kind of changed over to i've been using a lot of trans ams and i've changed over to the 13 gram ones so yeah. they sink a bit slower yeah and yeah i've been cleaning up on them yeah they just you just hop them up real high and just let them drop and they just they just love it they just love it just pendulum down real and slowly it goes slower than the heavier models. yeah like yeah like you'll still get them on the 20 the 20 gram trans ams but yeah i've just found that you just give them more time to take it pretty much yeah they're taking it and they've stopped making them yeah, yeah. i've got yeah. one left available. in the box and i've caught that many fish on this season no nearly way. lost it this half you'll be brought to tears when you lose it i guarantee yeah. Yeah. yeah so who who boated in your boat a little bit of a sort of a competition here who boated the most fish today dna the oh, yeah you know yeah. with eight and then another question when was your last trip up here Oh, a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> oh, probably a couple of days ago. When was it? When did me and you go, Glenn? Well, that's what I wanted to I'm talk trying about. To, I'm tell trying me, to erase tell that me, from tell my me, memory. Tell me, that's why I'm bringing it up. <laughs> tell me tell me how it went. That's why we brought it up. Oh, well, it would have been a it? week ago, wouldn't it? Yeah, it was probably a week ago, I think. I got my I'm real keen to hear the story. Got my backside handed to me. Yeah, big time. It was, yeah, it was just a quick morning session. I ended up getting like, I don't know what it was, like 13 10, or 14 10, 11, fish. 12, yeah, 13. something like that. And Glenn like got two bites <laughs> For the morning session, yeah, in the end, we sort of figured out that he just he wasn't shaking it violently enough, like he was sort of just like giving it a little bit of a shake. And then just that day, that day, they were just really like loving it, violently shaking right up off the bottom, yeah. And they were just loving it, and I think that's what we figured out. That's a end. big, that's a big thing, hey? it, like the, var yeah. the variation from day to day, or even hour to hour yeah. on your retreats, oh, you yeah. really got to mix it up, yeah crazy how much they how, what they how their mood changes like from day to day hour to hour like one day That's they'll be cool. loving it shaking real violently and then they'll be liking it twitched along the bottom like it's just yeah it's just crazy to think about how does that feel to get it handed to you does it feel good because you sort <laughs> yeah. of pass on Reece, your Reece, does it, how's it feel it's really from my yeah. from my perspective it's really really good because you'd be settling into the that learning, chair lately, wouldn't you? <laughs> the learning's gone full circle for me because I mean I've I've taken Dean and Murray out fishing since they weren't long out of out of nappies. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, so for me it's just it's just really, really good because yeah, like I said, the learning's gone full circle and now I'm picking up things from Murray and Dean that I can that I'm learning. 
Yeah. And that's just so good. How good is it? Yeah, that's what it I thought. Is. So I wanted to ask that question because I thought it'd be a positive, not a negative, to to be outfished because it's the knowledge you've passed on. And like you said, the boys then go fish and they know, sort of know they've learnt off you, but then they adapt and learn new things and oh, you learn new things. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, they're just they're picking up things all the time. And um, I'm probably still stuck in the old ways. And, you know, so, yeah, they're just teaching me doing stuff. They're teaching me yeah. to, um, yeah, pick my game up. Do you reckon you can get stuck? You oh, can be stuck yeah, in techniques? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think it's yep. happening at the moment. Like, now I reckon it could be a change. When yep. you look at the TN jackals, the TN60s, those rattles that they were the go-to. No one's And no them. one's catching them now, like, at all. I think the fish aren't dumb and they all change. Like, yep. like and I what think Trans and that have been getting thrown around for a few years now, so I think there's going to be... Yeah. Like, I think they've got to switch on. Like a conversation you and I had, Dad, where you talked about fish learning by association. Um, so say, say for instance, you know, there's a big trend of people throwing TN60s or, you know, just rattling lures in general. Um, for, you know, two or three years, a lot of fish get caught. It's a game-changing thing. And then all of a sudden the fish start to go, well, the last time I ate something that made that noise, it hurt, you know, and I got pulled out of the water and this, that and the other. Like, obviously not that sort of major line of thinking, but, you know, they learn by association. They go, that wasn't good. Yeah. So then they see that again. They go, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether to eat that or not. And then, you know, same thing. Like, it just transforms day to day. Like, as new new ages of fish come through, it'll probably go full circle again. Yep. You might have a couple of good seasons where rattlers are just the go-to. Yeah, exactly. No, you're right. And and I reckon cod are even worse, aren't they? Oh, oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, cod definitely, um, they pick up things so much quicker. Yeah. And that, and then you, and same thing, you've seen, like obviously you've been fishing a lot longer than us, you've seen trends change with cod and you reckon it's because they full-on switch on to that being thrown around and oh, pressure. Oh, for sure. Yep. Uh, boat pressure. Um noise in boats um i'm pretty big with it yeah tell um, us about that well i just i just reckon you've got to be as quiet as you can be uh especially in shallow water uh, even for the yellows yeah um yeah I, I think if you can if you can concentrate on being soft underfoot in your boat you know not banging around hatches and stuff it's all got to help yeah which i know reese you're a big believer at barrenjuk this mm. year with it well and truly, yeah. we were whispering. We were going whispering in, on the drive fishing. home. <laughs> We've <laughs> been whispering for three days. And I got home because we filmed videos for like our tutorial. We were filming tip videos for our membership, and I got home to edit them because we filmed them from. We fished for two night sessions, yeah. and we filmed during the day. And I got home like I'm whispering. I was actually yeah. no joke whispering. I remember in those going videos. into fishing the stretch as we come in, and we were literally. Whispering, and then I said to Fletch, like the next week when we went up, I was like, "We got a whispering." He's like, "Just kind of." <laughs> he wouldn't believe Looked at you. me funny, yeah, but we ended up still whispering. And it made a huge because I was we were yeah, proper well, like we were like proper talking that yeah. quiet, and we did it. I did it during the day. I couldn't believe yeah. it when I got back. We whispered to each other flat out, and it and it worked. Well, we get seven good yeah. cod one night. It's the best night session yeah. I've ever had. You got, a, you got your first metery. Yeah, I got a 103. <laughs> you got a metery. Actually, this is going to be the perfect opportunity cause, and to tell us, to, can you tell me the story of, so Mason caught a fish the first night early, then yep. I caught three that night, then I got one on yep. surface 
and then I got one on surface in the next morning. Then I got yep. another good one on the one. bank that we came that yep. bank walking. And then I got another good one as like sort of sort of eleven or ten o'clock at night. And so yeah. I caught five in a row. Mason caught one or four in a row. Five in a row. You got to eleven o'clock, eleven thirty. Tell me yep. about you cast to a tree, a yeah, standing cast tree, like with a swim bait, half a meter next to this standing tree, and. <laughs> Well, I'm just trying to think what, and the lot and the lure obviously sunk, and I'd went to wind, and my line got caught around my reel handle, and you were like, and "Oh, I was, why isn't my reel not winding?" Yeah, and I couldn't, and I was trying to work it out. I was trying to get it off, and I was just being no good. Couldn't and you like, get off, and then Reece, can you help me? Yeah, and come put up. on the head torch because I didn't have one on, and the next minute I just feel my line just go, and my rods go, and I was like, "I think I'm on," so I just sprint to the, like run to the back of the boat, nearly falling over. Because you and couldn't squeal, I was squealing like a little girl. <laughs> and then you were there trying to pull my line so off the rod to keep it tight. I was and fighting I was trying the fish with the my knot, hands. Under the knot on my reel and then finally got it off. And then your hand line in the line back onto my reel while I'm winding. And then you And then I land the fish and, and it, was, it was a 90. And it was your and that PB. Was my PB then. I could yeah. not believe it. Yeah. It, it was, sounds pretty hectic. So the, it was on the it was on the Bivex, yeah. but it's it the chin weight we had it proper sunk that slow. And it was a good four meters there. Yeah. And yeah. I reckon he done the, the drop. I reckon he was sitting closer to the yeah. bottom and he ate it just it was just free falling. He just went and sucked it and took off and you were like, I'm on and I'm like, this thing's gonna just bust you straight yeah. off. I don't know how I got it. So I tried to get a bit of slack in. I nearly it. knocked you in the boat. I tripped over running to the back of the boat to tr- <laughs> keep try to keep the line tight. It was the I couldn't believe it. And then ten minutes after bang. We cast I I thought because it was that night. I couldn't really see that well, but I thought I cast over the stump, so I was cranking it back so I didn't get snagged. Proper burning it. And then I was like, yeah, surely I'm past that stump by now. So I was just like, stop whining, and then next minute, as soon as I stopped, just bang at the boat. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> Who's your first meter? It was, 103. Yeah, it was a cracker of fish. Now, we were just talking about kind of, you know, getting your, like, handed to you 10 10 nil and and talking about learning new things and picking up a knack for stuff what did you drink or eat at the start of this cod season because uh, what happened what what happened bad luck from the last season i don't know <laughs> so you've gone from your first meter this year yeah yeah to oh uh, yeah i think i got 10 finished up 10. with 10 for the end of the season 10 that is insane that is like yeah uh, that is insane it's pretty flat out so what was it? Just you had bad luck, or you reckon? Ooh, yeah. Do you just reckon you believe in like once the the gates open, it yeah. floods? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon you put things together over a, yeah, I think a long period of time. Yeah. Like you had a couple of seasons, Adam, didn't you, Dean? You mm. and you and Jack. Yeah. And um, worked worked really hard. Probably learnt some pretty good lessons. Yeah. And um, just started putting things together. Yeah. And then. When it all happens, it all just come then together. you just get on a roll, you get yeah. on a momentum and... Proper yeah. roll. Yep. Just on a rhythm, yeah, a bit of a rhythm. Do you have one that you remember really well? Uh, probably the first one I got off the top. That was The first metery I got off the top, that was, yeah. First Was it the first metery or was nah, it the it first... No, it wasn't the first metery I got, but like the first. Fir- the first one I got off the top was, yeah, it was one to remember. Tell us about it, were you stand, was it first light, what, did you, what were you using, did you... Did I, was, I was bank fishing actually, and I was using a Gantier, and I was just, yeah, you time onto the chin and they become a surface lure. Yep. I don't think not, not too many people probably know that. 
But anyway, you just wind them along the surface, like pretty quick for it. Like you'd think you'd be winding them real slow, but you wind them pretty quick and yeah, this cod just come up and just smashed it off the top. Like, oh, it was just, it's still, it's still in my, in my head. Like, just Was he close or was nah, he? it was pretty fair. It was a pretty far way out, a fair way out, but like, yeah, definitely seen it. Like it was, it was a big hit. Like you, we, I think you were there. Glenn yeah, Ray I remember out. that session. Dean got two. Two over a metre and about six casts. Yeah, and really? I got, and I got yeah. one that next cast. And, uh, <laughs> a metre. I remember, I remember looking back at him. Yeah. And uh, myself and another mate, we'd sort of walked on. And I looked back and Dean was sort of just dicking around. I'm yeah. thinking, what's he doing? <laughs> but he was just getting his shit together mentally. And you don't really think about it too much. Until you see it. Until <laughs> you after you caught the two or just the one? Just no, the one I was shaking. Oh, yeah. this was no, after. that was after yeah. the two. After oh, you got after the second two. one. Yeah. I remember looking at you and thinking, yeah, wow, he's just mentally trying to get all that into his head. Well, and he's he, just, is he just sitting there or he's just... Oh, he's just going, he's going to his bag and then he's going... <laughs> do something to his rod and he'd go back to his bag and he didn't really know what he was doing. Nah. <laughs> it was just so funny good. to see. Yeah. yeah. And that and you knew what he you knew he was like proper soaking like yeah. going what's yeah. going. Yeah. 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 No, That's pretty good. Two and two cars. Yeah. Meteries. <laughs> was it two cars? Oh, no, it was about six it was, cars. It was a few cars like yeah. it was yeah, it was pretty much like I was still just, I was just casting one at back. Like I was still thinking about the hit before, again. and then I got hit again. I was just like, what? What's going on? <laughs> Surely not. Yeah, that's crazy. And for everyone, you guys listening to this, you, you're obviously all keen fishers, yellows, cod, whatever. You know that they're not easy. Like me, yeah. so you know they're not. And you know uh, you lucked out even with yeah. your first one. Well, that was my bloody... Second, third damn trip. Yeah, I reckon I fished blaring a couple times properly. And why had you never fished it before? Because oh, you're just a river man. Yeah, just a river fish. <laughs> My parents live river. River, 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 river. Yeah. You asked you to come with me last season. Nah, I'm not fishing a damn yeah. river. And then what? Yeah, it rained. Now. It rained and the river was too dirty, so I had no option to go to the dam. Yeah, what about what happens next year? What happens if it doesn't rain next year? I'll probably have to go to the dam, won't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this, is, um, this has been another good trip. We've got the fire going. It's, yeah, it's good sitting out here. It's a little bit cool. Not as cold as last year, that's for oh, sure. Oh, God, no. We are shivering last year. Yeah, doing this podcast last year, you're probably warm in your car listening to it, but she was <laughs> proper cold. But, yeah, the lake now is proper incredible. The the weed, I just can't get my head, head around the weed and how clear it is. And, like, I was talking to you today, Blaring is one of the clearest lakes I've seen, and this thing's getting very close at the minute. Yeah. Like, it, it, it'd be close. Like, all the stuff you've told me, like, it, it's really cleared up in the last two weeks here from... Like borderline only two meters viz to now nearly four meters viz mm. straight down. Yeah, so so do, Glenn, do you have any? Yeah, you've probably caught a stack of yellows, but do you have any that really stick in mind, or any today? Was there any in today that really stuck out, or? Um, no, nothing really today that stuck out because I only got three. <laughs> <laughs> it's better but, than um, one. Yeah, there's been a few memorable catches over the years, I suppose. I, I did get a really big one on fly. Um, probably uh, be almost 20, well, it might even be 20. When was the last time we were talking about how full it was? So Back it was in it 2002. Two, yeah. So it would have been about around then. Um, and I polaroided it off the bank and put a, a little woolly bugger right on its nose, watched it sink down and um, watched it suck it in. And it's to, to this day, it's probably still my biggest yellow belly. Really? Uh, yeah, and I, I didn't. Didn't measure it or weigh it, but guess just oh, 65. It was a good, like, yeah, yeah good, good well fish. over 60. Yeah, yeah. And wow. to get it on, get it on fly, it was, um, it was pretty good. And 
I'm actually looking forward to Murray being able to put me back onto a, a <laughs> few uh, golden perch on fly. He's, yeah, um, if you want to get one, I know a bloke. Don't you worry, <laughs> I know a bloke. He's got a few things nutted out on fly here, so um, I'm looking forward to getting back in that circle again. Yeah, we're going to have a crack at fly tomorrow, aren't we, Big Yeah, we'll give it a fair run. Yeah, just yeah. make sure your knot's tied on probably some Well, Well, uh, would you prefer what he did? Mm-hmm. Break a rod. He yeah. broke a rod. I broke oh, a rod right. too. Yeah. yeah. You broke a rod yeah. too. This is an expensive trip for you. Tell oh, us, tell us about that. Yeah, lost a GoPro, <laughs> lost a rod. Oh, yeah. Lost a GoPro. Snapped a knife. <laughs> Murray's lost, lost a GoPro here. Yeah. It, it actually wouldn't be far from being out of the water. Actually, you probably yeah. should go have a look. So, Good. so yeah. So the GoPro hit. The, he didn't lose it, but it was. It had the charger thing in, and we yeah. went past a tree yeah, and it, it fell off. Recording. And he caught it, but it got wet. So yeah. we'll see. We'll put it in rice yeah, and see what happens. Put him last, see what happens. Yeah. And so that happened. You broke a rod tip straight up. Yeah, lost mates. Um, what are they? Four. Oh, the forceps. Forceps. He was using to get the hooks say. out. <laughs> yeah. Forceps. Snapped a knife. Um, you just had a else? shocker. Yeah. There are all those funny stories you get from a yeah. fishing trip that are, yeah. that are so good that you remember little, little yeah. sideline things. Well, what did we say would be the most memorable? There was something that wasn't fishing related that I said we would really remember from this trip. I'm not quite sure. Maybe it was all of that that you just rattled off, but yeah. Trying you squashed my like thumb in there, Ski. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good fun. What else? You just, you're just a basket of wonders, you are. Yeah, I know. Every thanks. trip. <laughs> I'm, good. I'm good value. It's yeah, mystery you bag. <laughs> so tomorrow we're going to have a bit of fun. Uh, I'm going to do a little bit of filming. We did a bit today. Uh, we got some good stuff on camera. We're going to do uh, try and do a fly session. And then we also have a little sneaky video which we might put together tomorrow and we might do a father versus son Windermere battle oh, off wow. and now that I've mentioned it in the podcast it might have to happen it's got to happen it's got to happen yeah. <laughs> and we will post that on our Facebook page so that everyone can see and put your bets on yeah. yeah so this podcast we'll release it before we release the video so everyone comment your bets will it be Glenn <laughs> or will it be Muzz yeah. <laughs> what are we going? Are we going biggest fish, most? Biggest. We're going to go biggest? Biggest. Yeah, right. We're going to go biggest. So even if you're That's five fair. mil down, That's there's still fair. a chance. That's fair. I I'll think. fish the jig, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Secret weapon, that one. So what are you thinking? Fly. Um, no. No. If I pull it on a fly, I should get an extra 10 centimetres, I reckon. <laughs> pull a 600, I'll be laughing. What's your thoughts? No, I don't know. Um, I reckon I'll tail him up. <laughs> no secrets no secrets I'm going to fish beside you but no secrets no it's um yeah no it'll be it'll be a fair crack but um I reckon I'll stick with a few things that work today and um yeah hopefully come across a, a, a fairly decent still no fish. secrets he's not no. letting much out of the I'm not I've laid it all on the line like Glenn said what he's fishing you've got to say what you're going to fish now he's still not sure yeah he's like I don't really know so I'm just not going to say I'm I'm picking and choosing a jackal transient Oh, I don't know. It's a big fish lure, but it's not a numbers game. Um, mm, it's an option. I might run the Trans Am. It's going to be interesting because normally people fish totally different spots. You guys are going to be fishing side by side, so the spot's not going to matter. It's going yeah, to be the... It's going to be down to technique and art. gear selection, mm. I think. Mm. Like Shoulder width. Yeah. <laughs> should be good. should be good. No, this has been good. I hope you guys have all enjoyed it. Thanks for... Sitting down having a chat. No Triple M this year, but I think no. we had a better lineup. Well, to be we don't honest, have a, we don't have a dad joke at the end of this year. Oh. Sit there. And what was what was the one I said at Burundong? 
incredible. The incredible. <laughs> Mr. Incredible. Yeah, he thought that was funny. Yeah, yeah, that. What did you say that when I caught a fish or something? I was like, and it took me a second to get it. And yeah, I was like, it was no, a was. proper Mitchy Condell joke. It one. was. He'll be yeah. proud. He'll be proud. He better be listening. <laughs> and he will. Mitch will listen to this and he'll be yeah, disappointed. Oh, shit, I should have been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the, uh, the, the trip, well, from between you two and me, the trip well and truly went to Fletch, eh? He just yeah. had the knack this year. What? He's fished Windermere once. He got 10, once. 12, seven. 7. Yeah, he fished Windermere two years ago when he came up for the first time. He caught We caught one, one on the last day. We were up here for two and a half days with about an hour to go, I think, if that. So he's turning it around. Well, it's a crack of run, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Bit of local knowledge and I suppose... Well, yeah, you guys Last caught three year, fish yeah. the first day. Yeah. And then I said Murray was getting them on the inside of the weed and he probably fished shallow, but I think he's light jig head. Because we didn't even, yeah. I didn't know he was fishing light jig head until I punched a cast. And he's like, man, you're casting that. Mm. I'm like, I'm just a good caster. <laughs> and then he goes, what do you got? I'm like, quarter ounce. He's like, pfft. Mine's like half that. Yeah. We, we, I think we've, we fished Burrenjuk last spring with just silver ones. Yep. Yeah, tell us about and that. And then we're just jigging trees and I think we'd run out and Fletch had a couple of black ones or put black ones on and I still had silver and he got up, he got like three, four fish in front of me and I hadn't got one and I was like, what's the go here? And changed to a black one and I I think I started getting them on the black ones. So now we just last like the end of spring and that we've just been using the black painted jiggers and seemed to... We haven't yep. gone back to silver, and I think it's proved itself this Ooh, weekend. Yeah, yesterday I still got five, and you got four, but Fletcher yeah. got the twelve. But today, yeah. today I couldn't catch break, and yeah. you two just towered me. So maybe, maybe it could maybe. be the heavier, but it yeah. could also be the the black one. I know. I suppose it just blends in with the the Plastic. bait that we're using. Just yeah. the windy me yellows. They just love black. Yeah, love black. <laughs> yeah, they do. Like over the years, <laughs> if you go back through, you know, all the years that people have fished it black or darker colours has definitely been a Why thing. do you think that is? Do you I think don't know. Talking it's about yabbies yabbies or is it we, maybe because like the yabbies are dark? Darker. Maybe it's just a better water. silhouette maybe. Yeah. So just yeah. pick it out against backgrounds a bit Have easier. you fished other colours as oh, yeah. hard though? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah I've sure. fished other colours as hard but yeah definitely black always comes up trumps. What's the gold's always been good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gold, black and brown I've always sort of found really well. But you get you get stuff with little reds and orange tips and stuff. They all work. But I suppose a lot of them do have like mainly black bodies. Mm. Um, mm. It's yeah. interesting, eh? And every every impoundment, every lake, everything has their own knacks and things. And this place, tell me, we're, like, we're pretty well done here wrapping up. But I can't believe how quickly it's cleared up within a week. Like oh. even two days, it's cleared up in two days. Yeah, and in the space of two weeks, this dam was borderline chocolate in most places it was only one small period where or one small section of the dam where it was actually clear and clear enough for sight cast to fish and then over these last two weeks it's cleared up dramatically it's gone from meter visibility at most in most of the dam to now you can see minimum two and a half three meters yeah um i know right down the back of the dam is still a bit of chocolate water but the rest of the dam is just incredibly clear yeah i was incredible. so incredibly incredibly clear yeah it would have good if i slipped that in there <laughs> would have all made something you're just yeah, was. slacking off but that, that, that is crazy, and the fact is, it could rain here next week. We've got rain mm. looking ahead, and it could change again, hey? Yeah, totally. It could change completely. Could bring could bring the dam up a couple more feet. You just don't know. Yeah. 
That's crazy. And the other thing, guys, this place, and, and there's a lot of good lakes. Like Murray and I fished Barrandong. You fished it for the first time, four yellows. Um, yep. I, I finally caught my first yellow from my second trip there. And it, again, totally different lake, but it was incredible as well. Like, yeah, it blew me away. We got some cracking fish, all different lures. You got them on a skirted jig. At yep. one stage there, they were really chewing. Um, it's another incredible lake. Like, there's lots of awesome lakes to visit. Windermere, will, you will get a lot of people here, but it is worth coming to and having a fish. But to stand out, you do have to do those things differently work on different laws and it, and it could be like we could tell you what we're using now but it could be different when you come here so you just got to work them out yeah it's been a good trip and uh who's caught the biggest so far folks got a 62 i've got a 61 <laughs> would you boys get no nah, i'll say murray just got a 59 yeah, but i've got my pb 605 yeah damn 05s why can't they just be in the middle sound yeah. like a tournament yeah but... that's, that's what murray said last year he's rattling off all the tournament numbers <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um and i got a 58 which was my fatness pb we said that was yeah, that's well, the fatness you'll winner. caught it for a 60 plus as i was getting in the net for the camera i can't believe how fat they are they didn't have shoulders like murray's though yeah well murray's had shoulders from what i could hear like mike tyson <laughs> the shoulders mike tyson be scared of he loves yeah. that quote he loves it <laughs> it's good uh, you'll hear that in a couple of videos, I reckon. Oh, yeah. It's in a few, I think. Yeah, well and truly. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for sitting around. I think Dino's wanting to get back to the fire because he's the furthest away from it at the minute. <laughs> it's a bit chilly. He's just ironing off. Look at it's him. It's dying, too. It is dying. So we might put some, uh, put some wood on the fire, get some rest, get up early tomorrow and hit the water. We've got... We've done this podcast a day early too. So we've caught just yeah, so an update because yeah. last year we gave you an update. Last year we were on 36 fish that night and then we ended up with 50. And I did talk about it at the end. Yeah. That was between four of us fishing for a couple of days. This one's a little bit different because we had you and Fletch for a few days. I come yeah. on board and you yeah. three have been here for today. Uh, we we're up to 54 fish yes. and you guys got 16. 17 today, I think. No, it was 16. 16 but then yeah. if we count the eight from the... I was on the back. Okay, so you got, yeah. counting that? Yeah, well, we'll, we'll oh, just, just be massive. you boys were here, so it should count. <laughs> so there's, there's 78, 78 or so fish for a lot of fishing. There's yeah. a lot of fishing in that, dawn till dusk, minus a nap that Glenn had today. <laughs> and the, the woodcutting. Wood yeah, we, we stopped and cut wood for bloody two hours. Yeah. That wasn't me snoring either. <laughs> no, no, of course not. No, all right, guys, I hope you enjoyed it, Dino. Thanks for sitting down and having a chat. It's all good. Mate, it's good to have you back, yeah. Glenn. It's good to finally meet you. And yeah, thanks, Ray. So really enjoyed the podcast. It's been good. Yeah, you tried to get out of it. He was just going to sit and listen. He thought, but uh, no, it was good to have you in there. It wouldn't have been the same. And Mus, the Windermere legend. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see tomorrow. Keen for next year's. Podcast. Next year's already yeah. podcast. The, yeah. the Windermere trip yeah, or the, the podcast? Yeah, the He's an, just in it for the podcast. The annual Windermere trip. Yeah. Murray just, um, not Murray, well, he loves it too, but Mesa just loves it. Every fish is like, oh, I just want to get another one. I'm just, yeah, just itching like for that guy. And then you were talking the whole day, you're like, oh, it's just a drug. It's yeah, like it's a drug, and I'm going to have this need to come back next year. Like, it's that hit, that tick, you just need it. <laughs> <laughs> need it. Love it, yeah. Mesa. All right, guys, I really appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and uh, we'll see you or we'll talk to you later. I'll, I'll talk to you after this with a bit of an update of how the rest of it went. But if you're visiting Windermere, get out and give it a crack. Hope you enjoyed it, guys. Cheers, heaps. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No joke this time, Mesa. Yeah. What, what has six wheels and floors? <laughs> <laughs> Garbage truck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, we're gonna need a new joke for next year. Yeah. You get Mitchie back, eh? Get Mitchie back. I still don't get the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I am back home now already from what was a, and a cracker of a trip. It was an incredible trip and it was, it's probably one of the best trips I have been on. And at the end of that episode just there, we were talking about how many fish we had caught between us all. Now, we ended up fishing till Thursday lunchtime, so there was still a full day and a half to go. And the reason we filmed this or recorded this a day early was because Glenn was heading home on the Wednesday night, Wednesday afternoon, and we wanted to have him involved in this podcast, which was great to have him in there. Uh, on So, we did it on the Tuesday night and we ended up having a blind of a session. I think we were in the mid-70s or something recording that. By the end of the trip, we landed and it was after that, it was just four of us fishing for the next day and a half. We, and obviously Glenn was there for the next half a day, we landed 117 golden perch. I know that is just an incredibly crazy amount of fish, but we did work hard and we fished over quite a few days. And I think I worked out at average between six and eight or seven or so fish per person per day that all the people fished. But some people obviously caught, like myself, that on the Tuesday I caught one, and others caught up, you know, 12 plus on some days because they just had the knack. And like we said, Fletcher just had the stink on that trip. Murray ended up catching over 30 fish himself as well. And that that kid just has a such a keen eye for fishing. And even Murray, um, sorry, not Murray, Meso said uh, during the day on one of the days, he's like, that guy, he just knows what to do. He's like, he's just, he's that switched on. And when you guys watch, what we did is we did the uh, the father versus son. We did it. We filmed it on the Wednesday in less than ideal conditions. It was quite windy, but we did put it together and it is going to be so much fun. It's an exciting little clip. I do have to edit it together and that will go up sometime in the next couple of months. So, keep an eye out for that and also... Just comment on, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this, just comment who you think will be the winner. We'll also do a couple of Facebook posts and we want to hear your comments on who you think will be the winner of that. So, it's it's Stewie, Glenn Stewart versus his son, Murray Stewart in a father versus son battle off. I'm pretty sure it was three hours we allocated from 1.30 till 3.30 on a certain on that day and they fished side by side and it was the biggest fished wins and it comes down to the wire. It's a proper exciting and normally fish don't behave when you want them to to make you know videos but on this day they uh, they made it very exciting. So that is a really cool watch um, and I can't wait to share it with you. So we did the father versus son. We ended up with 117 fish. It was it was so incredible and on the Wednesday we never filmed, we didn't end up filming the fly video but what we did film was a bank techniques video and Murray caught a couple sight fishing which is one going to be one of the most incredible bits of footage I have ever captured and it will be available inside the social fishing membership along with a lot of other information as well and a lot of videos that we filmed on the weekend so the videos and the the techniques you know how Dino in that episode was talking about that that violent shake and that uh, Glenn wasn't catching the fish because he like the week before and he outfished him 10 nil or 11 nil because he wasn't doing the shake properly and also the fact that you've got a pendulum swing the lure back down those things we show inside the membership they're not yet but coming up there's going to be a techniques video that will explain that in detail but also uh, Murray and I just went to Burundong we talked about it in this episode and we created a couple of really cool videos one is already up inside the membership and it's about fishing the edge at Burundong and Murray used 
uses that technique and you can actually watch exactly what he does. And it's one of the best ways to learn is to watch people and watch how they fish. And that's why the way we create some of our videos inside the membership, we allow you guys to watch and see what we do as well as me explaining the techniques uh, and hopefully catching fish on camera, which we've been lucky enough to do at both Burundong and Windermere. So there's an awesome video inside there on fishing the edges of Burundong with plenty of tips and it also shows that technique and you have to have that technique spot on and that's that mixed with a lot of other things understanding the waterway you know murray's local and fishing there and that that thing about that phone call meso going from three fish meso and fletcher going from three fish to 15 fish just by changing their technique all based on one thing that murray said and that's why inside the sf membership we have in-depth reports. We have the trip report from that that trip, but Murray also writes a regular monthly report on Windermere, shares the water temperature, the water clarity, what's working for him, what lures worked, what part of the dam is fishing the best, and what techniques are working. We don't only have that for Windermere. We've got that for Blaring, Burrinjuk, Burrindong, Eildon, Mawala, a stack of other waterways because knowing those small things will make a massive, massive difference. And the reason we've created the membership is to help you guys. That's the only reason is to help you guys catch more fish. So if you want to get that inside information, if you want those reports, those videos, go check it out. Uh, go on, you can jump on socialfishing.com.au and just have a look and see what is inside. But yeah, I'm stoked. It was it was a proper, incredible trip uh, and it just got better and better. The big Biggest fish went 62 centimeters and Fletcher caught it. I think we got over 10 fish over or more, 12 fish over 60 centimeters. I got one just over 60. Mason caught three fish over 60 in one day and Dino was like, we need you for a competition. We need you to come and catch them in a comp because it, he said that is unheard of to catch three monster fish like that in one day. He caught two of them in one hour. I uh, think for the trip, we got four double hookups or five, five double hookups, uh, which was incredible. Meso had a cracker end of the trip. He even sight fished one on the last day. That's what he said he wanted was to sight fish one on the very last day. And that video I will post on Facebook, catching that fish. I just happened to be recording him. It's the funniest thing ever. Uh, and the fish ended up being blind. Uh, so it's going to be a really cool video. We're going to post it on Facebook so everyone can see it. And yeah, the way he happened to get it to eat and, and, and it, it's really cool to watch because he sight fishes it and the, and the reason it didn't spook and the reason it did what it did and what Mason had to do to get it to eat all made sense once it hit the net because we could see the fish was blind. Um, so there's so many cool things that have happened. We touch on a lot of it in that trip report. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's, it was an exciting trip. And just going back to talking about the, uh, the membership real quickly, I just want you guys to know the cost of... The cost of signing up to the membership is minimal in compared to the amount of money you would spend on gear, fuel, lures. It, it costs less than some of those lures we're casting and it's going to catch you way more fish than one lure would. So you could you could buy one lure, go up to the, you could buy one extra lure, head to the dam uh, this spring and you know try it for yourself or you could instead of buying 10 lures, buy nine, sign up to the membership and the knowledge and the direction that that information will point you in is going to get you onto so many more fish. So just that's something to consider when you go and have a look at it. And if, if you're not a fan of it, if you jump on, you're not a fan, just let us know um, because we're happy to get feedback from everyone. But everyone who's been in there inside so far thinks the wealth of knowledge in there is absolutely incredible. So I just want to touch on that as well um, if you're looking at becoming a member.
that pretty much brings us to the end of that episode. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was more of a casual chat sitting around the campfire. Uh, sorry about the background noise. There was a little bit of a bit of music in the caravan park, but hopefully it came out all clear and it was easy to listen to. And hopefully it gets you pumped up uh, for spring golden perch. Even if you're not fishing Windermere, hopefully it gets you pumped right up to get out there and start getting into some golden perch yourself. And I hope you learned something from it. I'm sure you would have. I myself learned from just Glenn mentioning a couple of things that he did mention uh, in that episode. So thanks for listening, guys. One other thing as well is for all our members, we have a live Q&A next Wednesday. So if you're listening to this as soon as it pops up this this episode uh, this week, next Wednesday, we have a live Q&A on the membership with Dan Weber and myself. Dan writes the Burrenjuk reports for inside the membership. He really knows his stuff when it comes to golden perch. He spent a lot of time chasing them, especially at Burrenjuk, and it's going to be a cracker of a live Q&A night. So all the members can jump on, shoot through questions, and we will also have our monthly competition prize giveaway in that. So if you're an SF member and you are listening, make sure you jump on next Wednesday, 7.45 p.m. for the live Q&A. That's it for episode 43. And if you guys want us to do more of these casual podcast episodes from our trips, please let us know. The Windermere one, hopefully we will do every year because there's always a big group of blokes heading up there. But if I ever have a big group of blokes heading to another waterway destination, lake, wherever we go, we'll try and put together more of these episodes. And please let us know if you enjoyed it in the comments on the podcast app that you are listening to this on and also if you did enjoy it and you have an Instagram account, share and tag or take a screenshot, post it on your story and tag us in it and let us know what you think about the podcast. That's it guys, my name is Reese Creed and you've been listening to episode 43 of the Social Fishing Podcast and I'll be talking to you very soon in a future episode. Get out there and get amongst those spring golden perch.